Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of uh, Wall Street on West Timer. My name's Arnav. And my name's Garov. So, uh, our agenda for the first, we'll just, for the first episode, we'll just be cover the past first, and then we can lead into the present, since this is the introductory uh, installment. So, today is June 15th, and 2022, and in the past, we've been looking at a fall in stocks, per se, and uh, a year-long economic recession. And overall, for the past, like, since, like, the market recovered since 2008, we've been looking at a pretty big bull market. And this has led to stocks, especially tech stocks and different, uh, basically all stocks in all different sectors being overpriced. And this is uh, before 2022. So, God, do you have anything to say about that? Um, yeah, so as Arnav mentioned before, uh, a lot of these stocks since the uh, 2008 recession, uh, all, a lot of stocks have uh, been really overpriced. And with the head of inflation and uh, some catalysts such as COVID, uh, the Russia-Ukraine war, um, causing really high inflation and gas prices to go up. So all of those took a toll and uh, were the catalyst for the start of the economic recession. So um, a lot of your favorite tech stocks, such as Tesla, PayPal, Amazon, they're down uh, close to 30 to 50%, uh, some of them even more. Um, yeah, so a lot of these stocks are really overpriced, and they're coming back down to uh, what one could say a reasonable price, uh, especially if you look at eight-pillar analysis of many of these stocks. Um, a lot of them have uh, excessively high P-to-E ratios and uh, additional factors that really uh, signify that these um, stocks are, are uh, really overvalued even at this point of time. So just to put into perspective, like a good P&E ratio before like this huge bull market was 20 to one. And right now we're looking at multiple stocks, like good value stocks being like some, some of them being even up to like 80 to one. So that's just how overpriced things have gotten. and. Uh, as a result, things are falling right now as we speak. Stocks are going down, and it's basically a market correction. And it's not just in the stock market. We're looking at it in the housing market as well. Uh, after a long 2020 and 2021 where uh, you could say like 600K homes jumped to 1 million, especially, uh, at least that's what happened in Texas in Houston, Texas, probably even more in like cities like Austin and California. Actually, maybe not California, people are leaving. <laughs> so, more like upcoming cities like Austin and I don't really know, Boston, probably. <laughs> so, it's, we're just basically looking at a big correction right now. And so, you want to talk about the Fed Reserve right now? Um, I think we should talk about the stuff that leads into the Federal Reserve. Okay. Uh, specifically, the results of the uh, CPI. Um, recently, the CPI released the actual results of inflation uh, across the year. Um, the expect the expected results were 18.3% increase in inflation. However, the uh, actual results revealed that the inflation was up 18.6% this year. And while it may seem like a minute difference, that 0.3% really set the market into shock. The market was down 5% two days in a row consecutively. Um, it really signified that the uh, short relief from the beginning of the bull market uh, had just ended, and now we're spiraling towards the big drop. 
Uh, if you happen to look at the um, the graph of a bull and uh, bear market, so what happens is there's a huge uh, upward trend during the bull market, followed by a small dip, uh, signifying the beginning of the recession. And then after that small dip, you'll notice that there's a um, short period of relief, which we've just crossed recently. And now we're uh, spiraling towards the uh, very steep uh, decline as prices fall. Okay. So here's something I just found. The S&P 500 uh, like, officially entered the bear market two days ago as it was down 21% from its high in January 3rd. Uh, 2022, and while uh, the Nasdaq has been in the bear market since March 2022, this is the first time in a long time that the S&P 500 has dipped this much, and I don't really know how long a bear market lasts, so we can go ahead and uh, say our predictions. So, um, I, obviously we're not financial advisors, we're literally 16 <laughs> years old, and coming seniors yeah. in high school, but this is just... Uh, us sharing our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, additionally, historically, the um, average length of a bear market has been uh, 269 days. But the bear market generally lasts uh, anywhere from six months to a year and a half. Uh, it really depends on how strict the, uh, the uh, Federal Reserves are with their interest rates. They could be uh, increasing it even further uh, at later points just to uh, um, battle inflation uh, in a more strict manner. But uh, generally, the uh, bear market will last close to a year. So be prepared for uh, a large recession and stocks continuously drop. Okay. So here online, it says the average length of an S&P 500 bear market is 8.8 months. And since, according to like what I said before, where we just entered the bear market two days ago, we're looking at, on average, around... February, March of 2023 to stocks being recovered to where they were before the market being recovered to where it was before. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think that covers bear market unless you have something else to say. Um, I don't really have any other points. No. Okay, so uh, you want, what do you want to move to next? Um, let's move on to the current state uh, what to invest and uh, how to invest. Um, currently, uh, as we've mentioned before, uh, interest rates are rising. Um, current, uh, the current climate with the Russia-Ukraine war, um, global uh, policies on oil production uh, has caused crude oil to drastically soar in prices. Um, in the U.S., uh, gas prices have hit an all-time high of nearly $5 per gallon. Well, that's in Texas. Uh, yeah, sorry, Texas. There's places hitting around $7. Yeah. Um, which have really caused the profit margins for many uh, oil companies like ExxonMobil and uh, other crude oil companies, uh, BP, uh, many of those well-known names, have really risen in stock prices. So um, while they aren't like necessarily... Um, entering the uh, steep recession of the bear market just yet, they are still uh, growing. Um, do expect them to fall at a later date when many of these conflicts uh, start uh, ending. Down. Yeah. Okay. So, 
we've talked about inflation with the stocks. That's the reason why stocks are falling in the past year. Inflation has been kind of out of control. Do you know the exact rate? Um, it's around like, like six, seven. I think. By how much it increased last year? Yeah. It increased by eighteen point six percent. Eighteen point six. Yeah. Okay. I think it was seven to eight from this year, like from year to date. Oh, or something. Okay. I can make sure real quick. Uh, inflation this year. Yeah, just below eight percent of the first quarter of this. Oh, the first quarter of this year. So, and it was almost four times its level in 2020. So that puts into a broader perspective. And something interesting that I read the other day that I was discussing with Garv was that we all know inflation reduces the value of money. And it also reduces the value of a stock since the stock does not follow like the inflation levels. If, if inflation goes up by 6%, stocks are not going to go up. The market's not going to go up by 6%. So... Some like companies like Goldman Sachs that I read about, they were uh, investing in housing because housing actually does go up with the inflation market. So these companies are buying out like full out suburban communities to keep their money in value and they're leaving these homes like vacant. So that's also driving up the market prices, but overall we're seeing a trend that's going to go down but is these companies are kind of like doing something unethical in my opinion what do you what's yeah your I, I definitely agree um with goldman sachs specifically uh buying out full communities and reducing the uh available housing for the population um it really causes problems with uh many people being homeless uh and especially with the prices of houses rising as well right um Houses become more expensive and harder to, uh, like, acquire for many of these homeless people, setting these uh, houses really out of reach for them when they could be a lot cheaper and affordable as they are a um, required uh, need for survival. Yeah, so they purchased 87 homes in uh, Florida, and they're all rental properties. So, I mean, it's a smart move, but... Not really something that a company should be able to do, right? <laughs> okay. So, um, moving on from the real estate market, uh, the crypto market has been re- uh, really taking a big hit with Bitcoin hitting a low of twenty one thousand, mm-hmm. and uh, many uh, many other coins failing alongside, such as the uh, recent Luna fail, where uh, the Luna coin had to split into a completely new uh, coin which is now known as Terra Luna. Um, although that, that has been managed uh, fairly decently recently, uh, overall the crypto market is following that decline with uh, Bitcoin. And uh, don't expect crypto to be hitting an all-time low just because Bitcoin hit 20k. Uh, many analysts predict that as the S&P falls to close to 30 or 40%, which is expected in the bear market, Bitcoin will drop even further. Uh, so yeah, don't don't expect to buy Bitcoin just now as it hit 20k. Yeah, so basically in the crypto market, if you look at like every single like chart, most of them follow like Bitcoin's pattern in the first place, like Ethereum, 
Ethereum and Bitcoin are pretty much the same thing. Like I get notifications on Robinhood, Bitcoin's down five percent. I can expect another notification in the next hour. Ethereum's down five <laughs> percent. Like it, it's almost the same exact thing. It's just whatever. In my opinion, like the top ten coins right now, all follow the same pattern, and it's basically uniform to Bitcoin. So the whole crypto market is looking like Bitcoin right now, which at one point it was up. To seventy k a couple months ago, and now it's down twenty to twenty one k. But yeah, that's how the crypto market's looking right now. Well, we've covered how the uh, economic state of the world or nation is currently. Let's talk about how to actually invest throughout the recession. Um, as we all know, uh, the bear market will come to an end within about a year or so, and the bull market will uh, will obviously follow shortly after. So, what to do? throughout the recession is you have to be able to buy companies at a good price. That is the point of investing, right? You're buying companies at good price and selling them at a good price to make profit. So what we're doing throughout the entire recession, it's impossible to predict when the actual like bottom is, right? So what you're going to do throughout the entire recession is something called dollar cost averaging. So every month you're going to choose a point where you think it is a great buy for a company and you're going to buy in for that month every month you're gonna uh, buy the same amount every month. So as you go through those short reliefs and uh, short drops, um, you'll essentially be buying at an average uh, slope throughout the entire recession. And then when it comes, and then when uh, the market or the bear market ends and the bull market arrives, you're gonna be selling at that same dollar cost average, just so you know, uh, like in case it is a short relief again, you'll be able to uh, not sell everything at a low price and you can consistently sell to make profit on each of your buys. So another approach other than dollar cost averaging is diversifying your holdings, not just stocks, not just crypto, not just housing, but also bonds and uh, especially dividend paying stocks. When the market is down, you want that. So a dividend is basically when the company pays its holders for holding their stock. So some common ones would be like, uh, I believe AT&T. AT&T is a big, Microsoft is a big one. So they pay you like a certain percentage of how much you're holding. So it's basically a guaranteed form of income no matter how the market is looking like. And they usually pay in quarters every three months. So that would be a good way to get a guaranteed source of income. And uh, especially when the market is down like it is right now down 21%. Uh, bonds are also a pretty good investment during this time because uh, because their prices are going to move in the opposite direction of sh- stock prices. And basically everyone should own a, like at least a small percentage of bonds as it diversifies one's portfolio and uh, basically gives one source of money mm-hmm. other than stocks, especially when we're in a bear market. And then the obvious answer uh, throughout the recession is shorting. So with shorting, you're banking on the price falling. So you sell it at a uh, high price to another person, and then you rebuy it at a uh, lower price. So essentially, you're making money off the stock falling in price, which is uh, going to happen often during the recession. It's just a matter of uh, making sure you're shorting at the point where it is not... Um, the uh, short relief in the middle uh, of the recession. Mm-hmm. And another thing is 
stop looking at like the short term stop looking at your portfolio every other day like unless you're day trading but like it's gonna be down looking like down for at least a couple months so looking at your portfolio is just gonna bring your mood down and if you keep stick to the strategy of diversifying your portfolio and uh, dollar cost averaging and not paying attention to how much your portfolio has gone down in the past few months uh, you should be good especially when the bear market comes back around and you're and all your stocks are at a gain so focus more on the long term and especially when these especially when a time period that we're in right now is pretty tough to endure mm-hmm. and yeah as Arnav was mentioning it's really important to keep emotion out of your trading uh, focus on um, uh, analysis so try the eight pillar analysis uh, look at the P&D ratio look at their uh, market cap revenue uh, look at all the factors that like mathematically make a company a good investment with the uh, for the price you're buying it at uh, look at the um, analyst expectations for um, how each or how they think a stock is gonna be valued at within the 12 month or higher period um, yeah so trade based off math throughout the recession as you're most likely gonna see your entire portfolio in red uh, as all the stocks take a huge plunge but remember as Arnav said in the bull market all of the stocks are going to go back up and you're going to be in profit maybe twofold threefold or even more based on what you exactly invest oh yeah I understand uh, Garb you conducted uh, stock sentimental analysis this, like, this past school year so uh, you want to share your findings on that and how like the analysis and the discussion of th- that finding, of your findings. Um, my research uh really covered like the bare minimum. So it was like how uh racism, gender, some of the major like social and political problems that we see in society, like the recent Buffalo shooting, um, and many other acts of racism that uh affect uh our society today. I mainly uh compiled the social the uh general public sentiment on many of those uh actions like the negative actions that they do and uh check their um corresponding um corresponding uh effect on the stock market so specifically when the uh, mass shootings in texas occurred a lot of um uh what's it called gun set like uh help me out here um like weapon weapon producing companies uh really felt like lockheed martin which is a uh high um large gun producer, producer yeah gun producer for the uh u.s military so lockheed martin fell and many other companies like it uh additionally fell alongside it okay so what do you want to move on to next we can talk about uh, mortgage rates, and have we talked about the Federal Reserve meeting yet? Um, I believe we have, yeah. Okay, so we can go ahead into the mortgage rates and the downturn, or like the beginning of the downturn of the housing market right now. So, I have an article pulled up by Lance Lambert in Yahoo Finance, published today, in fact, and it says that uh, mortgage rates hit a high of 6.3%, and 
the real cost to buy a home has officially spiked over 50% in just the past six months. So, here are the predictions. The predictions would be that the mortgage rates would go from 3.1% to 3.3%, but it is, in fact, hit 6.3%, which is practically, it is doubling, actually. So, uh... Mortgage rates, what happens when mortgage rates increase is uh, homes become less viable. So, say mortgage rates were 3.1% this past year. What happens to the people that bought like a million dollar home on their mortgage rates, but like that was barely in their budget? They're, they're looking at like two options. They got to make more money or they have to sell their home that they just bought. So, that's that's what... That's what's basically happening right now. Uh, and it's also causing uh, housing to fall down, especially after 2020, 2021, when we we're in a bull market, everyone was making money, uh, which in return increased the, the demand of the housing market. And houses from 500K jumped up to like 750. And so since now mortgage rates are at like 6.3%, those million dollar homes are going to go down to 950 or 900 and the people that just bought these homes are selling are, are selling it up a loss because they can't afford the the new mortgage rate so that's basically what it, we're looking at right now uh to put in perspective if a home buyer this is by uh lance lambert in this article if a home buyer took out a 400k mortgage in june 2021 at what it was then, 3.1%, they'd owe $1,708 per month, but at the rate it is now, they're actually paying an extra $600 per month. And that adds up, 600 times 12 is 7,200. So, some quick maths, and they're paying, they're basically, yeah, they're paying an extra 7,200, which is a lot. So that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, additionally, tying things back to the, uh, Federal Reserve meeting today, um, when the Federal Reserve increased interest rates by 0.75% or 75 basis points, um, it makes it harder for many people to take out loans from the banks to buy their house initially um, because the banks now require uh, higher interest rates to pay back that loan. And additionally, with the current climate as well affecting the uh, real estate industry, um, the COVID pandemic as well as the uh, Russia-Ukraine war has uh, drastically affected mortgage interest rates. Um, it's actually, I'm looking at it right now, it's actually affected the mortgage rates as well. So mm-hmm. it's at 6.3% right now, but here it says, uh, according to Zandi, uh, who I have no idea who is, <laughs> Zandi tells Fortune that the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate would be around 3.8% right now if there was no evasion occurring. So that just shows how much that one event overseas has drastically affected the economy of the United States. So you were saying something before I came in? Um, no, you covered it perfectly. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that basically covers most of the economic news for today. Be sure to tune in for the next episode when we report back on the results of the new high interest rates and quantify the economic recession. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And goodbye.